ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed. This is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and we're continuing on in our series, Talking New Players and Coaches. Right now, we're getting ready to go talk to Oklahoma defenseman number 22, Blake Swearingen. So, let's listen to a horn and get talking to Blake Swearingen, big number 22. Hey, this is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner, Christopher Perry, and it's our very special honor to have OU defenseman Blake Swearingen on this edition of the WCHL Podcast. Blake, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for being on there. Blake, you wear what? Big number 22, right? Yeah, yeah, big two. Is, sure. is there any uh, particular uh, symbolism there behind the, the, the double deuce? Oh, man, you know, it was my number growing up. I switched to two for a little while um, when I was growing up as well. But I don't know, two's just always been it. I'm pretty sure, you know, it was from, I think it may have been Ryan Kenny, I think was his name. I mean, being yeah. from Norman, I watched OU Hockey, so... I'm pretty sure he was 22 as well. He definitely uh, was. Yeah. Yep. See, look at that. <laughs> that that had to, I had to reach back on that one, pull from the vaults. But yeah, uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's why I'm 22. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, let, I mean, let's let's talk about that. We've got a little bit of history here. You grew up in Norman, and while I was the loudmouth public address announcer, general manager, <laughs> jack of all trades for OU hockey, you were the little kid running around the rink. Uh, yeah. growing up. And so you were always at the games, you and your, and your folks and your twin sister, correct? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always showing up to games. Always a great time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I think I remember there was a couple you now did your folks, they put you into figure skating. Is that right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, my sister, like you said, uh, she, um, she wanted to skate too. So I guess I can, tell a little bit about how I got interested in hockey and that. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go there. Yeah, it was, uh, so I've got family in Chicago and St. Louis. So we got, um, uh, the opportunity to go watch my cousins all play in, um, in St. Louis, there was a big tournament and they all showed up. So we drove out to St. Louis and watched and my sister and me were like, Oh, we want to do that. And then my mom was like, Hey Sydney, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's some stuff that you'll be able to do. It's not as violent. <laughs> so that's what she did in, in figure skating. But yeah, so we've always been around the rink growing up. All right. Now, did your mom make you figure skate along with your sister, Sydney? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, well, t- golly, she had us do most stuff together. I mean, when you, have, when you have twins, you're trying not to, you know, do too much different stuff when, when they're little. So yeah, yeah we did. We did dance classes together. We did figure skating together. But yeah, we did. We did. 
many activities growing up together. That's for sure. Are, are there are there activities? Well, you, no one listens to this podcast, so uh, so there. So you, especially mom, are are there uh, are, are there things that that she made you do that you didn't want to do? Oh well, now it's been it's been so long that I can't even really remember if I did or didn't want to do them. But I would say generally. I think the only one I really didn't want to do was golf. Okay. But, but my mom was like, you guys, you guys need to learn to golf. And that lasted a summer. And then it was like, you guys are really bad at golf. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's ask the flip side of that thing. Is there, was there something that you enjoyed doing that Sydney did not? Oh, if you know, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head all right so, but um, golf golf for sure for you golf for sure for me well yeah golf for sure for me sydney likes it now she actually did she actually got her own set of clubs but yeah so she's definitely the of the two of us she's the the the, the born athlete <laughs> you know like i think we could put her in just about any activity and she could do it <laughs> yeah. i was always so bad at anything other than hockey so <laughs> <laughs> whatever see though I, I only remember the well i remember hockey obviously but i also remember uh, the figure skating because your mom put you and your sister in a halloween contest at one of the ou hockey games in oh, yeah. what your sister was dorothy from the wizard of oz and I'm, I'm trying to remember what you were if you were the tin man or if you were the scarecrow i would bet scarecrow i would say i was probably scarecrow because we did once again in the in the motherly joint activities. We did like this Sooners theater camp. <laughs> oh yeah! So we got to do like, and I guess one of the things was you know Wizard of Oz. So and I did the Scarecrow number. <laughs> that was my thing. So I bet I would be would have been the Scarecrow if, if I was that on figure skates. I remember you won that contest because you you and your sister were the the two cutest little things out there because you couldn't have been more than four or five years old at the time oh yeah no and absolutely. then i also remember a christmas thing where uh you're, you're say, do you remember the christmas one? Oh, yeah was, i do yeah the the four-man show the charlie brown christmas <laughs> yeah good stuff. good stuff good stuff all right well so and, and so you go to st louis you see your cousins playing hockey and you're like we got to do this oh yeah absolutely and you're you're stuck in oklahoma how did you find out about hockey in Oklahoma? Because there's not a lot of hockey in Oklahoma. No, and there there wasn't particularly at that time. I mean, that would have been 2000, 2005. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely not a lot going on. Um, well, my mom was awesome and just was looking around, looking around. And um, it was Mike McEwen's learn to play i think is what it was yeah that he eventually found and that that was just what we had and so made the drives in the morning and then got sydney involved in figure skating and so it made a little bit made it a little bit easier to get us up there on the weekends and do stuff like that so yeah 
how was that? Because uh, Mike McEwen, for those that don't know, four-time uh, Stanley Cup winner with the New York Islanders, mm-hmm. also uh, uh, infamous, I guess, for getting in a fight with Don Cherry while he was with the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> um, and he's now living in Oklahoma City, and he, he, was, he was heavily involved in, in youth hockey in Oklahoma City. But he had a, and he was the original coach for the Oklahoma City Blazers when the, the Central Hockey League reformed in 1991 or 92. But Mike had a, uh, or Coach McEwen, or they called him Q, um, he had, uh, he kind of had a, an irascible personality. He was, he was an angry sort at times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, man, that's crazy. But in the moment, uh, you know, Mike was, uh, I, I really did enjoy him as a coach. Uh, he was tough on you. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he was tough on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter. Um, but no, he was a, he was a great defensive coach, uh, for me growing up, did a lot of that. And I think he kind of set, I would call the tone of Oklahoma hockey to be pretty gritty like him. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I would say that a lot of, uh, you know, guys, my age growing up that era, I mean, they just had that, that McEwen mark, you know, of man, yeah, we're going to battle in corners and it's going to be a gritty grindy game. So I think that was kind of a unique mark that he had on, uh, you know, developing Oklahoma youth hockey. It was kind of cool. Now you're, you're a defenseman and did you ever try to skate up or did you try to play a net or was it since, uh, you know, McEwen's, uh, learned to skate or learn to play hockey series. You were always a D man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have in the past played forward, but I've always said if I if I could do it all over again, I think I'd be a goalie. I think I'm I think I'm weird enough. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm weird enough to fill that role. I don't know. There's just something uh, something cool about it that if if I got to do it again, yeah, I think I'd be a goalie. But um, no, so I I have played uh, I played forward before multiple times. Uh, I played some forward uh, for multiple games when I was in juniors uh, with the Blazers. And I played forward for probably about a whole season with um, when the, when I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you grew up in the Oklahoma city youth hockey market and then to you, you, uh, uh, well, let's. I mean, after that, you went and played. You stayed in Oklahoma City to play junior hockey because you played for what? The, was it the Junior Blazers at the time? Yeah, it was Junior Blazers at the time. So I played there my senior year of high school, and then the year after. Um, so yeah, that and part of that was that there just wasn't um, a. I, I even the year that I was that I played junior hockey, like I said, senior year, I was not really anticipating that previous season of being like, I'm going to go play junior hockey. Like that was just not on my radar, but it was, you know, Oklahoma just being a small market and kids going into, you know, leaving high school and looking for colleges. Um, Just a lot less guys in the area wanting to keep playing, you know, grades becoming a little bit more important. So Uh we could make that high school level team. So, uh, was fortunate enough to 
go to a couple uh, like scouting camps and meet the coach at the time, Gary Gill. And so then I ended up ended up staying in Oklahoma, which was awesome. Pretty cool. You played two seasons with the Junior Blazers, mm-hmm. and then uh, then they bit the dust. And, yeah, well, uh, I le- I left before before that, but it was it was a quick a quick biting. <laughs> okay. And you left, but you, you went to go play on the East coast in, uh, for the junior Bruins. Yes, I did. What yeah. was, what, what, what caused, I mean, was it because you were tired of Oklahoma city? You needed to get out. Was it you, was there something about Boston that drew you there or did, was it, you went to one of these scouting camps and they're the ones that, uh, liked you the most. What, how did you become a Boston junior Bruin? Yeah, so when I was playing with the Blazers, uh, so when I played there for my uh, senior year of high school, I got such great development out of it just because of the guys that were there on the team. Uh, You know, the offensive power of that team, I mean, I didn't play hardly at all for when I was 18, but I mean, just the reps there made me go like, oh, wow, like, there are some freaking good guys out here. And then it just didn't really feel like we have that anymore. So I wanted to keep pushing my development to, to see if I could really, you know, make it somewhere, uh, you know, just beyond juniors and really play at the collegiate level. Yeah. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, well, where's the best place to, you know, really test yourself in a market that is next to a lot of great, uh, colleges with great hockey teams that was the east coast so i started looking into um you know leagues that were out there and uh you know went to a camp and got uh talked to by some junior bruins scouts and uh decided to go out there after i went to what camp what it wasn't a camp it was like a thing that they hosted i think they they played against the north stars it was out in maine okay yeah, we stayed out in these, like, it was like this resort, practically. And they just had a whole bunch of guys that both teams were interested in um, all out there playing. And so then after that, it, you know, I got the, hey, we would like you out here. So I ended up signing out there with BJB. When you were in uh, Boston, what was that? Well, tell me, the, the the junior Bruins, where do they play back east? Are they, They're not playing out of Marlboro, are they? They were out of Marlboro, yeah. Okay, so, so you were at the Super Inc.? Center. Yeah, the New England Sports Center. That's right. Yeah. What? Well, tell me. So what do you? Well, we just had ACHA just had nationals at the New England Sports Center. Yeah. Well, tell me your impression of the New England Sports Center. Besides being gigantic, it only has what eight or nine <laughs> yeah. rinks. Oh yeah, it, it's like a airport terminal. It was crazy. I mean, coming from Oklahoma, where you've got you know two pub, realistically two public rinks. Yep. It, entire state you know i mean you've got you've got uh up in tulsa where the oilers play but you know we're not we're not really you know able to get out there and skate seeing a seeing a nine to ten rank building is crazy um but uh, you know it was a good it was a good facility it was it was just really different you know and i think that was one of the things that you know it was like weird to say that there was a culture shock because you know hockey is already such a you know defined culture but it was a culture shock going out there to boston being like oh wow hockey is just different here yeah yeah so it it was a cool experience i I really liked it 
different and then it was what faster more physical all of the above or just more oh, intense I, I, or I guess, I guess when i mean culture i just mean like the you know the the like how people talk about hockey and how people just it's kind of like here with football ah uh, yeah. yeah, like it was just like a different way that it people just lived with it like it was just it was just cool to see where it's like oh wow you know, here when I say hockey, oh yeah, I play hockey. People are like, oh my gosh, really? It's kind of like this niche thing. But then when you're out there in Boston, it's like, oh yeah, my my grandma plays hockey. Like, <laughs> what's the big deal? You know. So it just kind of had a interesting, relaxed at times, but still very like, hey man, like yeah, everybody plays, but like everybody plays so it's competitive in, in that aspect which was which was unique i thought it was cool the the new england sports center was a was a nice little place uh for <laughs> nationals but blake i mean yeah. if, if if you weren't playing on the big main rink mm-hmm. it's hard to find anything else in that place because like you said oh, it's yeah. an airport terminal there yeah. are, there are it was like one of the i i thought it was kind of like one of those hallways in the scooby-doo uh cartoons and when they're <laughs> oh you know the, the uh, they're chasing the ghost and everybody runs through one door and they come out another door on the other side oh yeah it was just an absolute crazy maze of a of a building they built one rink and then it seems like they added on another and then mm-hmm. like like there wasn't any plan they just would add on and add on and oh yeah let's fit one here if you were on the upper walkway where you're looking out at every rink, you would not know the insanity that is going on below there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, cause up there you're like, ah, oh, you know, you can see all the sheets. How is it, how hard would it be to get from sheet four to sheet 10? You know, like it can't be that tough, but right. yeah, I remember multiple times being like, I'm literally just following the guy in front of me walking to, Oh, Hey, we're practicing on, on sheet seven tonight, uh, you know, that's where we're going to be. <laughs> and then being like, I have no clue how to get there. Just follow the guy in front of me, turn off my brain. Hope we get there. All right. You know? Yeah. And all, and all the locker rooms are down one hallway. So oh, yeah. you had, uh, you had guys that had just gotten through playing men's league, mixing mm-hmm. with kids that are playing juniors, mixing with women, um, mm-hmm. mixing with, you know, little kids and their moms and their roller bags. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those were, those were always great, you know, days for practice when you're like, Oh my gosh, the, the squirt tournaments going on and there's just roller bags lying in the halls. And yeah. Like, oh. I just, I that was a safe sport violation just waiting to happen. I thought, Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. Jeez. All right. So what, what did you like about Boston besides the hockey culture and the fact that it's people enjoy hockey and are into hockey a lot more. What was it? I mean, you're out here in the flatlands of Oklahoma and now all of a sudden you're kind of in the hustle and bustle of a big, you know, urban city, not necessarily Boston itself, but you're in Marlboro on the outer rim of, of the big uh, city. What was that like for you? So I went, so I actually stayed with a billet family out there and I was like uh, 40 minutes away from uh, Marlboro no way so, you were in yeah. what new hampshire huh were you did you live in new hampshire 40 minutes away <laughs> holy crap no. well it was 40 minutes by the road that i took to get to the ring it yeah. was brutal so I, I lived in framingham oh okay all right i know where framingham is yeah right off of right off the pike yeah yeah so but the issue was is i if i was to take the pike to get to practice it would take me just as long potentially longer 
than if I just drove the back roads. I have no clue why, but every time I would plug in to like my directions, it would be like, yeah, man, you just got to go through the back roads. So I would drive through like some really interesting areas, really beautiful areas, honestly. Like I was, you know, kind of shocked with that. Yeah. Massachusetts where I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not really what I thought I was going to be seeing when I'm going to practice. It's a beautiful but, place. Oh yeah. It was, it was gorgeous. But there um, are zero straight roads there. That's for damn sure. Yes. That was the crazy part. And that's why it took 40 minutes because <laughs> it was like, all right, well, here is my 20th blind turn in a row. So <laughs> just 20 miles below the speed limit. And then you've got, you know, everybody from there just whipping around corners like, ah, yeah, this is just how you do it. So yeah, I de- it definitely took longer because I was like, you know, I, I, I really don't want to get into an accident. Out here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All right. So it was, so you lived in Framingham, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you were there. Did you, um, I, I'm, I'm, we know obviously you ended up at OU, but you went there with the, with the thought you said of, there's other schools out here. Maybe somebody will give me a look. Um, yeah. Did somebody give you a look? Were you interested in, in going to some of those schools back east, say like a Framingham State or a, a Worcester State or some of those, you know, small? I mean, if it, if there's one thing that New England has besides, you know, great food and beautiful foliage and scenery, it's yeah. they have a call and, and a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. <laughs> then yeah. They've got a college on every other corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So was, who, uh... who talked to you? So I really didn't get many uh, looks when I was out there at uh, BJB, but um, you know, I, at the same time, I think part of it was just, I was like, man, I'm the guy from Oklahoma. I just like I switched leagues. So I'm not even like really like coming from the Western States. Like I'm sure people are looking at my resume and being like, Hey, all right, <laughs> this kid's got, you know, nothing to offer. He's from Oklahoma. Yeah. So I didn't really hear much, but I also didn't really feel like I was getting much like, uh, assistance in like pushing to find a place. Um, so, you know, and then when it came down to it, when I was out there, it was kind of like a little epiphany moment of like, you know, this would be really cool to be out here and it would be cool to go to college out here. But you know, it, it made me reflect on being back home and being like, Hey, like we had a pretty kick-ass team back home. Like yep. I would mind going to OU. So, you know, as much as it is, it would have been really cool to have gone to, you know, uh, a D one program out there or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever could have happened out there if I'd stayed for a couple more years to really grind through the junior market out there um you know i just decided hey let's give ou a call and you know see see what's going on there so there was no for me it was all right like my uh search for a college hockey team kind of ended at let me give ou a call and then i got and then it was like yeah man we'd love to have you out and i was like great (laughs) so my uh collegiate hockey level search was very very quick (laughs) very very quick very efficient i like that oh yeah Oh, yeah. When you're back there playing with uh, with the junior Bruins, did uh, uh, was, was the ACHA was that a known commodity, or was were, were people just pushing all the time for the uh, for the sacred four letters NCAA? Oh yeah, I mean it, it's hard to get away from that when you're out there. You know that's what everybody's trying to make, and you know especially like with 
um, BJB, one of the things that was like the, the pushing selling point. And you could just tell like, Hey, when you guys get a kid in the room, like this is what you got to say. And it was, you know, look at the guys we got going to Quinnipiac and all these other, you know, D1 programs. And that was, that's what was pushed. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't, you know, I, I understand why that is the way that it is out there. Like I said, just the, the culture was different with everybody playing. You're really trying to show that you're this elite program that can get you to the, 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 you know, like you said, the, that special four letters, you know? Yeah. And that people don't realize that there's only, you know, what, 60, 70 teams and, Oh yeah. You know, there's four classes now, five classes of, of kids. So there's, you know, and there's a limited amount of scholarships per, per team. And so, Oh yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, there's just gajillion scholarship opportunities out there. There's, you know, quarters and halves. And if you're lucky, you get a full ride, but, uh, you, Mm. you're also not gotta be somebody pretty special. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's just it. And if you're pretty special, they're talking to you when you're in eighth grade, not when you're, you know, playing your last year of juniors getting ready to age out oh yeah and, and i think that was part of the the junior process that i needed to experience going out to boston and i think that, that that's part of why i'm really glad that i went out there because when i was here with the blazers like it was just kind of like uh, you know i'm i'm at home i'm still living with my folks you know it didn't really feel like anything different you know like it just felt like i was still playing like at the you know, like I was in high school and growing up. So that's, that's really why I'm glad I went out there. It gave me that perspective of what juniors is really like. So So you come back, you, you strap on the the crimson and cream Mm -hmm. for OU, you play uh, for, was it Austin Miller was the coach that your first year. Yes. Yeah. Miller was there for my first year. And then, um, and then Peter Arvanitas is now the, uh, he, he took over after, uh, after Austin left and, so yep. now you've played for Pete for the past uh, two seasons. What yeah. was, uh, well, I mean, d- describe what, what, what Pete's like. I, I, we both know Pete. He's a uh-huh. uh, local Oklahoma City uh, hockey legend. He's known for fighting. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But he's, he's also, um, you know, his, 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 when he was playing for the, for the Blazers in the Central League, his nickname was the Mad Greek. But when you talk to him, he's beyond calm. He's beyond considerate. He's one of the kindest guys you'll ever know. Um, what what was how was that transition going from Miller to to Pete? And what's it been like now playing for the last two years under Pete? Because Pete, like you were talking about with McEwen, Pete is very defensive oriented. Oh yeah. Well, to start, I mean, it's a you know, something I never thought would happen getting to play under a uh, coach, you know, like you, like we talked about, I watched OU hockey growing up and, you know, he was the coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was cool to be like, you know, when, oh my gosh, he's coming back. It was like, this is crazy. Uh, so that is definitely a cool aspect for me being a local guy, but you know, he is, like you said, extremely calm. He knows And I think part of that is he knows what he expects of us and he has only taken guys on that he knows can execute that. So it's, it's, I I feel like it's a little bit of a, like, I, I, why would I be this loudmouth 
in your face guy when, you know, there's a certain level of trust I place in you. And uh, I think that's part of it that he just kind of has a, uh, I don't know if, it, if trust is the, the word or a calmness about where our program is developing and just, you know, a, a dependency on the process. But, um, you know, I think that partially, uh, you know, comes with that, he's, that calm, that calm exterior. He's got a very quiet intensity about him. He knows what he wants yeah. to do. He knows yeah. where he wants to be. He knows where he, he, he's very, um, um, aware of where he and the program are. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been there, done that. So this is, yeah. uh, it's new. It's nothing new. It's nothing new to him. It's new to you guys, but it's not yeah. new to him. And yeah, and I, I think having that that like assuredness from him, you know, I think that is impactful too. Because, like you said, it's new to us. I mean, it's new to all of us. It's going to be new to every freshman coming in. It's going to be, you know, yeah. so having that that calm man at the helm steering the ship. <laughs> I think that's good. It's kind of scary too. He's he you don't he's so calm at times. You, you <laughs> yeah. don't you don't know like when when's that cork gonna pop and when's he just gonna oh, yeah. come undone. Oh yeah, it can be unnerving <laughs> at times, but I think it's you know I think that that keeps us on our toes too because when you know if and when it does pop, you know it's like okay, like this is serious. Like it you know rather than some guy who just comes in and yells all the time it's, <laughs> Wait, you know, hey, rather than so, some McEwen you mean <laughs> yeah sometimes rather than Mike for sure <laughs> yeah. sorry Mike sorry Mike yeah, he, it's all right no, no. I, I love but yeah he, he loved to yell nobody nobody <laughs> listens to this podcast anyway especially in the Oklahoma City area all right yeah. so that, that first year you're also um in addition to playing for 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 Miller uh, that first year you're playing at the Blazers Ice Center and then the another junior team comes into town. The the out of the North American League, the what the yeah. Junior w- Warriors, I think they're called, yes. and they force um, the OU team to move up to Edmond to play at the Arctic Edge, which is the home ice rink for UCO. Yeah, what was that transition like? Because uh, I, I I know it wasn't very popular at the time. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, it was crazy. Um, I remember going on going on break and then essentially getting a call and being like, Hey, um, this is what's happening. And there's, uh, you know, nothing we can do to change it. And this is, you know, you're kind of up a Creek without a paddle. And it was definitely a, a wild, uh, a wild change of events. But, um, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Being from here, uh, you know, I drove up to Edmond all the time to practice up at Arctic. So I was like, you know what? It's not going to be, I know it's doable. I know it's feasible. So I didn't really try to let that aspect get under my skin too much about, you know, oh, well, we don't have, you know, that nice commute from campus. I just tried to, you know, really just logic that one out that I've done it before. I can do it again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, like you said, going into, you know, UCO's barn uh, and being like, hey, you know, <laughs> we're going to be staying here. <laughs> it's uh, a little awkward. Yeah, definitely a little awkward. Definitely a little very, very different, you know. Um, but 
you know, Arctic had been, has been nothing but, um, uh, open to us, um, with our room and whatnot. I mean, we just got to, I'm, well, part of the thing that was crazy. I mean, there were three teams there. Yep. So <laughs> now, now it's just, it's back to, you know, it's just two now, but when we were up there, yeah, it was three, it was us, OSU and UCO. So that was really crazy. Um, but now that UCO's moved out and are up in, up in Tulsa now, that's a little bit. OSU, you mean Oklahoma state since they, I I didn't really count them because I thought they were always a joke of a program. Now I knew that they had their, uh, um, I knew they had a a locker room up there and, and for your first year at Arctic edge, you did not have a locker room or an established locker room. You were, you were still practicing at the Blazers ice center, but you're playing your games at the Arctic edge ice arena. Yeah, so we had like a little room with some some bench. I mean, we tried to make it as much of a home as we could. Okay, um, but you know, so we painted it. We got it all done done up in in crimson and cream, and so it was that was nice. But um, you know, like like you said, we were still practicing it at at Bick, so it was kind of it was different. That was a very unique experience. It felt very. Um, very like youth hockey where <laughs> you're like, all right, you know, we're, <laughs> and we're going to, you know, we're going to go drive up and we're going to play, we're going to play at Arctic. So it was, uh, you know, and that was, that was definitely different. Um, but you know, now that OSU is out, we've got, uh, Arctic has given us their locker room. So we now have like a, a permanent place there for us. Um, which is nice. It, it doesn't feel like we're getting, you know, moved in and out every weekend. It's great to be able to leave your gear there and practice up there. Um, it's really nice. It's a good, it's a good thing for now. I would love to obviously not have to, you know, share the barn, you know, but that's what you got to do. Sure. So we got to play. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm sure UCO feels the same way. They would rather not share, but they're trying to make the best of an awkward situation too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. If anything, I would say it makes our rival rivalry night really fun <laughs> well well let's talk about that you've played you've now played what two and a half seasons here with oklahoma and yeah. uh o- uco and oklahoma have a uh, a long heated rivalry yes. uh, for the first few many years of the of the rivalry oklahoma dominated and it seems as if in more recent years well this doesn't seem it is uco mm-hmm. is dominating the rivalry i think they've yeah. won i don't know 10 11 in a row maybe more Mm-hmm. Um, what from from a player perspective, um, yeah. what was it like to play UCO at the at, at your rink, the Blazers Ice Center, and then what's it now like to play UCO at your rink, the Arctic Edge Ice Arena, which also happens to be their rink? Yes, yeah. Um, you know, I, I this is going to be sound odd, but I have always enjoyed playing uco more in their barn than at our barn and it's not because we you know like i've always loved playing in front of our fans at vic and that's always a great thing yeah but nothing gets you more fired up and ready to play a hockey game than just you know having people just yell profanities at you (laughs) from the the other side of a class and just you know I mean, people throwing quarters. I mean, it's a ton of fun. <laughs> like, I, I know it sounds bad, but it's a ton of fun to just be like, oh my gosh, 
Like we're in a real, a real war zone. And I think that's only something you really get to experience when you're, you know, in your rival's barn. And I think that is always a, a, a great time uh, and makes it really fun for me. Yeah. But yeah, don't get me wrong. I always have enjoyed playing it, you know, at our home barn, um, you know, back at Bic. But yeah, it just makes it feel really, really like a battle out there when you're the visiting team. So that's really my favorite time to play UCO. But um, yeah. Let, let me ask this, because um, this was something I had a, a difficult time getting my head wrapped around um, at, at first when OU and UCO were, were starting out. Um, do you know any of the guys on the UCO team? You grew up here in Oklahoma City. There's, there's a couple of Oklahoma City kids on that team. Uh, do you know any of those guys on that team? Yeah, so uh, I do. I mean, uh, Mike Rivera, the head coach, he actually coached me growing up. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a unique thing. And uh, so funnily enough, I kind of know more of the coaching staff. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, with Hilly you know, and... Really do the players. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but no, I do know, uh, I know a guy, Robbie, out on the team, but I haven't met him through like being here locally. Uh, I actually, you know, met him through uh, a hockey camp that we both helped out at. And so I met him through that, but he's a great guy. Um, I've known a couple guys that have gone through the UCO program now, but uh, yeah, I think Robbie is the only guy right there right now that I, I mean, other than uh, I can't believe I forgot him. It just feels it, so long. You know, I always kind of forget that he's there, but uh, Vitaly Mihailov. Yeah. Uh, you played? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I played, I played with him, uh, on the Blazers. So he's been just there forever for me when it comes to, you know, post youth yep. hockey. Yep. Yeah. Well, so. I, it, it always struck me because, it, you know, from a, from a fan's point of view, you know, UCO sees crimson and cream and, you know, their eyes turn red and they, you know, yeah. irate and they just want to tear throats yeah. apart. And same thing with OU, you know, they see the the blue and gold of UCO and they just want to, you know, rip and tear. Yep. And, you know, the guys for the most part, sure, you want to win and you want to kick their butt. But mm-hmm. when the 60 minutes are done, for the most part, I, it always struck me that, you know, hockey players, and it happens not just with OU and UCO, because I'm sure there's, you know, hockey's a small world. After battling and wanting to knock each other's, you know, brains out for sixty minutes, you come off the ice and hey, you're a buddy. You're, you know, you're talking to your buddy that you yeah. haven't seen or you played youth with, and that always struck me as awkward. And it's not just OU UCO. I'm sure it's Arizona, Arizona State. I'm sure it's Colorado, <laughs> Colorado State. But um, I figure for for a young uh, kid that grew up in Oklahoma. Um, you had to have known some of those guys and it makes sense that you know Vitaly or that you know Vitaly and that you know uh, Robbie and mm-hmm. Coach Ribs and some of the other uh, coach, uh, coaches there for UCO. And I'm sure they know, they've played, I'm sure, with some of the guys on, on your team as yeah. well. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, being, a, being local here, I mean, it's one of those things where as much as it's like, oh, man, I gotta hate on uco you know get fired up to play them it's one of those things where it's you know it's so good for hockey here to have a strong rivalry like that oh yeah there's no doubt oh yeah so as much as it's fun to you know hate on uco and i'm sure as much fun as they get hating on us i mean if if you can't step back and look at the bigger picture of what that means for you know the future of 
Oklahoma and its hockey community. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't see how you can't appreciate that and what it, and what it means and be, and be glad that there's a team here that you can play and that kids can get invested in yep. and want you to play for, you yep. know? And, and while the, and while they want to beat you and you want to beat them, you also want them to be good yes. so that, yep. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to be the big dog and have them just you know get their tails kicked all the time. Um, it's yep. the same with Arizona, Arizona State. It's the same with Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah, they want to win, but you know Arizona wants Arizona State to be good because yeah. that like, makes that rivalry much more important and more fun to play in. Mm-hmm. And it'll and it'll draw people to the state to play. I mean, yeah. that's just part of it, and or you know at least foster more development in the community here, which, you know, will lead to eventually. Yeah. Nobody wants to go see any, you know, 18 to one beat downs or anything like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. Well, after UCO being uh, OU's biggest rival who, yeah, for you, Blake, what do you think? Who's the next biggest rival uh, for OU? Golly. Years ago, I would have said it was Iowa state and or Lindenwood. Yeah, yeah, Linden. I, I would have said Lindenwood too. But yeah. these these years, you know, Lindenwood's gone, and Iowa State's, you know, trying to come back from a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, does anybody stand out as the, you know, if it, we, if it's not, I think UCO. it's really tough to get away from UCO. I, I think it's just really tough to step away from them. Okay, like yeah, there there there's another team out there. I think that just kind of clouds it for me. But I have, uh, you know. I guess I'd say personally, I got some bones to pick with Colorado State. <laughs> really, <laughs> my my second my second team to be like if I was to pick a rival, that would be it. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. All right, yeah. CSU. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of wild. What what, that, what is... you know what? That's just a personal one. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's for the team in general, but if I was to pick personally, I, I guess I'd go CSU. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so far, I yeah. mean, OU this season, you're having a pretty good little season. I mean, uh, a very good little season. Yeah. Ten wins, seven losses. Started off real. Yeah, you started off great. Yeah. Yep. And you got what? Uh, so, like I said, ten wins, seven losses, two shootout losses. Uh, yeah. Beats the heck out of last year. Hell yeah. You know, last year, what you won a handful of games and that was a a tough transition. Yeah. But this season's off to a really good start for you. Yeah, it is. It is a very good start. Very promising, very promising start. I think still we have, you know, there, there's always room to grow as a team, but you know, I think we just kind of, you know, especially with, I mean, a lot of our, a lot of our team is, is young guys. We got a pretty young lineup this year. Um, at least it feels like, <laughs> you know, we had a pretty big uh, recruiting class this year. Um, but to to say the least is that there's a lot. Our, our schedule definitely got tougher as this semester went on. So I think just seeing how we can perform uh, against better and better teams, I think, uh, that was something that we just needed to experience and, you know, need to come back this upcoming semester ready to, to know that we can know what we can perform and how we need to do it. And okay, yeah. So I think, I think it was a good thing. Like you said, better than last year, but I think we can, 
you know, definitely do better this, this second semester for sure. Well, it ties into kind of what we're talking about with, with Peter and how he, he knows where we are and mm-hmm. he knows where, where we need to be sort of a thing. Yes. And, yes. um, you know, it's all a growth for, for, it might not be for you or some of the other players, but for him as, as he's growing a team, he's seeing this as more of a marathon as opposed to a sprint. And so he's seeing, okay, you know, incremental, in, in, incremental, uh, um, uh, not greatness, but improvement, um, yes. you know, yeah. from season to season. And so what you won five games last year, you've already won 10 and yep. you're, you know, you're, you've got a whole nother semester to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as you say, you've, you're hopefully going to build on that. What's, um, let, let me ask something. Uh, you, you got your first goal this season. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell yeah. me, tell me about that. Your first goal this season. What was that like after two and a half years? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it was uh, definitely nothing special. I'm not, I'm not a very, uh, you know, I, I would say that the offensive zone is is not my specialty. That's not my role. <laughs> you're, def- you're a defensive blue liner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's not why that's not why I'm on the team. And so it was, you know, it was definitely not a defenseman's goal. Let me let me clarify. Okay, <laughs> sure. it was, you know our guys just needed a, a change, had the puck on the red line. I just get the, you know, get the red line. I chipped the puck in and for whatever reason, uh, nobody goes to get the puck. <laughs> so it bounces off the back wall and I'm just hustling forward to go put some pressure on so we can get that, that change on our end. And the puck goes like off the glass and it just bounces just right up next to the net. And I just, you know, skate into it and just kind of flick it on net and it just slipped through the goalie. Yeah. So it was nothing special, but, uh, you know, we got it done. <laughs> they, they, they don't ask how, right? Or they oh, ask yeah, how many. Absolutely. absolutely. Just yeah. like you drew it up though. Just like you drew oh, it up. Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent executing to the T, you know, did you have, uh, any sort of, uh, celebration already planned out? Did you have to break out like the, uh, the big Blake swag or something, the double deuce moves? No, 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 I'm not, you know, I, I always try to think of something that I'm like, God, that would be a good thing to do. Like that would be, (laughs) but it just never happens. I just, you know, I just get back to the bench and it's more about, for me, at least it's more about keeping the, you know, the energy high on the bench. Cause I think, you know, it's tough to, for any team to not ride on good emotions on the bench, but I think specifically you know we really thrive and we really need like hey boys have got to be having a good time it's got to be you know good vibes on the bench so i just try to really fire everybody up and be loud and have a good time so you know it's it's easier to do that when you get a goal that's for sure what, what, <laughs> isn't that the truth it's easier yeah. to do that when you get a goal <laughs> i oh, yeah. love that that's an understatement and a half <laughs> Blake, what's something that people uh, might misunderstand or don't get about the ACHA? Because, you, you know, we're talking about when you're playing back in Boston, everyone's yeah. thinking NCAA. And the ACHA, to me, I mean, I obviously, I, I've been involved now for a year or two, and, mm-hmm. and I kind of dig it. Uh, but what, <laughs> what's, what's something from a player's perspective uh, that you think that people misunderstand or, like I said, don't get about the ACHA? Well, I would say that, you know, the main thing is it's a privilege to represent your school 
no matter what, you know, level or wherever you're playing at. You know, I take uh, a lot of pride in the fact that I get to represent OU. Um, you know, you could, you know, you could argue that, oh man, well, you know, it's not the same as if you're, you know, uh, playing for the football team. But, you know, for me, it feels that way. Like it definitely is like, man, I take a lot of pride in my, in my school and my campus and, you know, my teammates and, you know, what I, what I am out there to represent. So I think that that's something that kind of gets overlooked about the ACHA is that it's like, Hey, you are representing your institution and that is a privilege and an honor. And I think that that's something that, you know, if, if that is your ability, if you can, think through that and understand that i think it makes you know all of these teams here in the acha like great options to to go and and play there and that you should you know take some pride in that and be like hey you know what like i get to play hockey for this college i get to represent them Uh, i think that's a great thing that's pretty that's pretty awesome no i i I think you are 100 percent right couldn't have said it better myself and you do I mean, sure, okay, uh, ACHA hockey isn't NCAA varsity sport or anything like football yeah. or whatever, but uh, come on, you've while you've been at Oklahoma, um, and, and a lot of this I know is due to uh, the general manager, Brad Bassett, and also due to yeah. Coach Arvanitas, but you have had NCAA folks at your games. You've had Patty Gasso and her national championship yeah. softball team come and speak to you in the locker room and come to watch your games. You've got, you know, the Oklahoma athletic director, Joe Castiglione and his best friend, some guy named Toby Keith. (laughs) Yeah. Who's that guy? (laughs) Yeah. Some, some big old guy with a red solo cup come and hang out (laughs) at at an OU hockey game or two. So, I mean, you, I think you, I thought, I thought that was very, very well said of you. Very well spoken, very eloquent about your, yeah, it might be club hockey. Yeah, it might be ACHA and not NCAA, but we're still representing our school and we still have tremendous amount of pride in wearing yeah. that that logo, whether it's Oklahoma or, you know, whether we're talking Utah or Missouri State or whatever. We, we're doing this because we we represent and we're proud to represent our school. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, when when we all are done, when we're all done with the hockey road, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to be representatives of our, of our school. Sure. But I mean, that's going to be, we're not going to be showing up to work with, you know, a nice big old sweater that's got the OU on it. You know, like it's a unique opportunity that we all get to do that we get to do now as, you know, as student athletes, but you know, that's not necessarily offered to all of our, you know, our, our fellow students that it's, it is a unique opportunity. And Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Blake, what, what are you studying? What's your major there at OU? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a biology major. Um, Uh-oh. I, Uh-oh. Uh, I can yeah. see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's a, uh, it's a good degree. It's a tough degree. Uh, but it's been, it's been good and rewarding. I've enjoyed a lot of my classes. So, yeah. And then, uh, how do you plan to put that biology degree to good use? Now that is the million dollar question. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, now, yeah, since we have a little history, I mean, I know that you come from a, a family that may have a doctor or two in it. Yeah. 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 Is, is that something that's, uh, that's in your future perhaps? 
Yeah, so I, I, you know, I've definitely kicked around the idea um, for sure. Uh, but that's part of why, you know, I'm getting a biology degree because that's still, you know, that still is an option to go, you know, go to med school. Um, but yeah, no, I just, the, a lot of my classes that I've found, you know, very interesting um, or, you know, with, with it being biology, something so broad, it's not like I'm, you know, always, I'm not going to, or, or, you know, I haven't yet, but not going to like anatomy classes and stuff like that. You know, we're learning very, very broad stuff. Okay. Uh, but so a lot of the classes that I've enjoyed are like, um, you know, just some studies of evolution and some just, just very broad and, you know, stuff that I wouldn't have thought necessarily had been like, oh yeah, like that's something I, I really take an interest in. Um, so it's cool, cool to have this wide breadth of, you know, stuff offered for my, uh, you know, major and that I get to, you know, kind of sift through and figure out. And then, Hey, at the end of the day, once I'm all graduated, if I'm like, Hey, you know what? Couldn't really find anything, you know, the MCATs, MCATs always wait. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, I I think it's pretty cool because a biology major, number one, it sounds awful and it sounds incredibly hard. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's also not your typical athlete communications or uh, what's what's the... uh, Oh, health, health sciences, you know, where, yeah. you know, it's, hey, I'm getting my degree in working out type of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. Let oh, me ask, what, what do you, what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not talking on terrible, uh, regional hockey podcasts or you're, when you're not playing hockey, you're driving to the rink. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what does Blake Swearingen like to do in his spare time? Does he, uh, play video games? Do you read books? Do you, uh, I don't know. What do you like to do? Yeah, well, so I'm uh, definitely a big reader. I do really enjoy reading. Uh, part- it, funnily enough, I enjoy reading more during the school year than the summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's kind of weird considering I'm doing a whole bunch of reading for all of my classes. But I think it's just like, you know, a different part of my brain. But, uh, you know, that's still getting to do an activity that, you know, I end up doing a lot. Um, so I think it just allows me to... to use that different, different part. So, um, but yeah, during the summer, you know, definitely, uh, I like to go, I like to go hiking a lot. I think one of the things that's kind of funny, uh, you know, about Oklahoma is it's not, you wouldn't think like, Oh, Hey, there's a lot of great places to go, you know, like visit, you know, in Oklahoma. Cause it's just flat. <laughs> yeah. The common consensus, but you know, I've had a lot of fun, you know, definitely going to like the Wichita Wildlife uh, Preserve down southwestern Oklahoma, uh, Black Mesa up in the Panhandle, the very, very edge of the Panhandle. Um, that's another cool spot. And then um, the Chickasaw uh, Wildlife Reserve. Uh, what is that? I can't remember the name, but it's down in that's another beautiful area. Yep, so, yeah, national rec- national recreation area they call it. National recreation area. Thank yep. you. That's another great area. So I definitely like uh, spending my time outdoors. I think it's a good break, especially when you're you know in a, a campus uh, setting forever. You're in buildings all day, every day for <laughs> for months. 
So it does feel nice to get outside. That, that's, that's very something. cool. That's very cool. The uh, tell me tell me about Black Mesa, and I, we're probably going off on on a little tangent here, but in yeah. the it, Black Mesa is in Oklahoma is shaped like a uh, like a pot, and the handle yeah. that you would use for the pot, and they call, we in Oklahoma we call that the panhandle. Black Mesa is in the very northwestern tip of yes. that panhandle. It's around a little town named Felt. Um, and it is the highest point in the state of Oklahoma, which probably means it's probably like as tall as a three-story building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not very tall. <laughs> but but what but what was that like to go to Black Mesa? Because not a lot of people get to go to Black Mesa. Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, uh, be ready for a you know pretty typically boring Midwest drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, lots of lots of agriculture out there. So you're driving through farms, just being like, all right, <laughs> this is what we're dealing with today. Um, but once you get out there, it's, it is beautiful. Um, for sure. Uh, you know, they've got that, you know, that the whole park area, it's not just the actual Mesa, but, um, you know, they've got some dinosaur, like some fossilized dinosaur tracks out there, which is very cool very unique i mean multiple multiple species not just the same type i can't remember them now off the top of my head but that was kind of a unique thing to see i don't think i've ever actually seen like a real dinosaur footprint outside of like in a museum where it's like oh hey this is what a dinosaur footprint would look like you know or it's like um like a plaster you know replication of it you know that's the real thing Uh that, that was very cool um, but then also just, I mean, it's beautiful out there, particularly at night. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where we're not a very, you know, super urbanized area being in Oklahoma, but man, when you get out there, I mean, just seeing the, the stars, I mean, it, it's incredible how, how, bright they are out there just because of that lack of light pollution so that was really why uh we went out there to go to go camping and stuff just just because of that but very nice uh, yeah. yeah i've i've uh in in a previous life when i had to uh, uh when i was doing a lot of oil and gas litigation i had to spend an awful lot of time in the oklahoma panhandle and especially a lot of time in boys city oklahoma which is the 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 county seat for the county that uh black mesa is in mm-hmm. and uh yeah you're absolutely right not a lot of ambient light out there around the felt area and so you get uh, to see all the different colors and the stars and it's just incredible yeah um, yeah, very cool. All right, well, very. Well, let, let me ask this: um, You've been around the ACHA for a couple of uh, for a couple of seasons now. Other than the Arctic Edge Ice Arena, and other than the Blazers Ice Center, uh, what's what's the favorite rink that you like to play in? What's one that gets uh, Blake Swearingen's juices flowing that you're like, man, I can't wait to go out here and just knock some heads? Yeah, well, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna work through a couple, I guess, to, okay. to really figure out my answer. I really enjoy boulders but i think that's more because of the campus (laughs) i think it's just really cool that their rink is like you know where it is on the campus i think it's unique right Uh, right in the middle of campus right next to their football stadium yeah it's so cool to be like oh wow like because a lot of rinks are you know in the acha aren't necessarily located on campus so that's a pretty unique experience yeah for sure um i mean it's tough to not say 
the rebels being, you know, the Knights practice facility. That's pretty cool. (laughs) City (laughs) national is a pretty sweet arena. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a tough one to compete against. (laughs) Um, Man, and it's Vegas, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you were you were just before. I mean, inside baseball, you and your family were just out in Las Vegas before we, yes. we hopped on this podcast. Yes, we were. We were just in Vegas, so. and you had it. You had a great time. We won't talk about you know the Spearmint Rhino or any of the other places where you might have gone, <laughs> the Cheetah Club. But yeah, you, no. you you enjoy Las Vegas. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a just so unique. <laughs> it's like where else is is that? style of living going on so it's a it's a pretty cool thing um for sure okay all right so, so boulder and uh, city national arena yeah yeah i i would i would say so but but for for very different reasons like i said it's cool to be on campus at boulder and and uh you know it's just beautiful out there you yeah. know it's beautiful um so that definitely helps the, okay. for me and then city national arena just because you know you know, the ice is going to be good with it being the Knights practice facility. So it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Good, good hockey too. Cause UNLV oh, yeah. is a fast, good team there. They can, uh, they can fly around there. Very nice. Oh yeah. They, they, they were a great team to play against last year. They were definitely strong competition for sure. Well, this year you've also played, well, last year you played at the bank of Oklahoma center, which is up in Tulsa. You played yes. that uh, Oklahoma state team that we were, I was ragging on earlier. Yeah. yeah. This year at the end of the season, you're going to play another game up there at the bank of Oklahoma center. Yeah. What's it like to play um, the, the Tulsa Oilers from the East coast hockey league play there? Uh, what's it like to play in a gigantic arena on a, on a sheet of ice? Um, it, do you, yeah. is, do you care? Because I mean, the ice is still 200 by 85, no matter where you are, yeah. or mm-hmm. does it matter that there's not a lot of people there? Or does it matter that it's a gigantic facility as beautiful as it is? It's gigantic, yeah. but it's empty. What's it like yeah. playing at a, at the BOK center? I would say it's definitely more noticeable during warmups. <laughs> Like you definitely are noticing, wow, we're in somewhere totally different. You're in a stadium. Um, but once the game starts, I, I just, I, I don't even notice where I'm at. I could be at any rank anywhere. It's really tough for me to notice when, when the game gets going. Um, you know, for me, it's just more about, you know, the guys on the bench and then, out when I'm on the ice, it's about what's going on on the ice. And so I'm just not too worried about where we're at, but it is a cool experience. It's like I said, it's more, I'm more soaking it in during warmups being like, Oh wow. Like we get to play at a stadium. This is awesome. So have you, have you ever got a chance to play at a, at a similar stadium? Maybe when you were back in Boston or playing, did you ever get a chance to play like down in Dallas at the American Airlines center or something? Oh, no, no, this was, this was it for me. I, I, I Maybe when we were, maybe when I was super young and like went to um, like a tournament somewhere, I think we played at a pretty big arena in like South Dakota or somewhere, but okay. I can't, I can't remember. That was, that was forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and in South I just, Dakota. I a memory of like, that place was big, but, <laughs> but it could have been, you know, I was so young. It could have been like blazers and i've been thinking it was big <laughs> so, yeah. all right well blake hey we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get you out of here but i gotta ask one question because ou yeah. does a very good job with um um oh i'm gonna i'm gonna say this nicely 
and, and I and I mean this in a nice way, but mm-hmm. they do a very good job of promoting um, they on, on multimedia. They have a, a pretty decent little Instagram presence, but they also have a YouTube channel that puts out like a weekly show before yeah. your home games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's pretty good. It allows, you know, it, it, it's, it's hit or miss in terms of when it actually starts. Yeah. Um, yes. but you know, they get Pete on there and they, the, 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 the kid talks to Pete for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and Pete looks like yeah. he would rather be anywhere in the yeah. world <laughs> except for on that couch. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get a couple of players to talk about it. And so my question, Blake, to you is, is twofold. Number one, have you ever, um, have you ever been on that show? Um, and do you get a lot of feedback on on campus or from other folks regarding the fact that the they're the, the, they're trying to get the word out that OU has a hockey team and we're pretty good and here we are? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, first off to to say, you know, the the guy that started at Vandaku, congratulations, he just graduated and you know, he it was great for him to be able to start that for us, uh, you know, his last year with us. Um, so, you know, it's, it's great to see students, you know, not on the team getting involved in, in the team. I think that is, you know, truly the great aspect of, like you said, our Instagram presence and our, um, you know, our, our YouTube channel like that is student, you know, student run now, like, yeah. uh, you know, so that, that's just a really cool, cool thing. And that helps, uh, get us out there. Um, I am honestly though, awful <laughs> at social media. So I really don't know how much of an effect our Instagram page has. <laughs> I'm okay. really, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really bad at that. Like, uh, for our, you know, for our UCO game, uh, our, our GM, uh, Mr. Bassett came in and was like, Hey guys, I've got something that I would like you guys to post about for the game. You know, it's going out on our, on our team Instagram, but if you guys could post about it, that we would appreciate it. So, you know, that I broke like, I think a four year, like hiatus of not posting anything. (laughs) So, So I have no clue really what's going on in the, in the, uh, social media sphere, but you know, when we, when we do go out and do stuff on campus, like, um, it is, you know, it is cool to see the growth, uh, you know, in the time that I've been there of how often you get somebody walking by, you know, going on class, like, Oh, oh, you hockey sick. Like, yeah, I know you guys, or, you know, and less of, Hey, we have a hockey team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty pretty awesome. It's been cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I, 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 I get a kick out of, uh, watching at the very least the first 10 minutes because I just like to, to watch Peter be so absolutely <laughs> uncomfortable. He's and a trooper to be in there. <laughs> he, he, he is one, he is 100% a trooper. He yeah. loves, he gives great answers. He, he gives thoughtful answers, Yes, but yeah. I would love to play poker against Peter because you oh, can yeah. tell he can, he does not have a, you can just tell there is no other place in the world that he would rather not be than sitting yeah. on that couch in the locker room doing this yeah, show think, right I, now. I think it's tough because it's, you know, it's right before, um, or I shouldn't say right before our practice. Um, but you know, our, it's like 30 minutes before we're supposed to arrive at the rank and, and okay. get our 
know, get our stuff going. So, you know, it's a reason for us all to be there. So I think, I think that's part of it. I think he's just, you know, his brain is trying, yeah, trying to get to another space of like, all right, what are we doing? Uh, yeah he's, so. he's a great guy i like to give him a hard time when he probably hates me for doing that too but whatever <laughs> so. all right well listen blake swearingen can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your christmas break you're hot right off the plane from las vegas hopping right on a silly dumb podcast with a fat kid from oklahoma oh not silly and dumb this was great this I, was great i appreciate you taking time out of your day i appreciate uh you always uh well heck we always see each other at the rink Yep. And uh, you always say, hey, now you did blow me off the one day that I saw your sister and in in, in you walking by Walmart or walking through Walmart around Thanksgiving. And I haven't hold that hold. I haven't held that against you too much. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Mr. Yeah, Big Time yeah. here. I play, yeah. I play OU hockey. I'm, I can't talk to the peons right now. Oh, but, no. Uh, now nah, I'm just giving you grief. Uh, but listen, <laughs> I, I can't thank you enough for being on this WCHL podcast. I wish you uh, great success and uh, for the rest of the season. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at the rink and uh, hopefully seeing some more Sooner victories. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it, once again, thank you for having me on. This was awesome. Was that was time. awesome. Awesome. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too. Thank you so much. There you go. Big number 22 from the University of Oklahoma. Ryan Kenny even gets a shout out. Man, there's some ancient history right there. Oh, yeah. Blake, thank you so much. Hang on for a second. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, Chance the Rapper, let's do that hockey. We hope you enjoyed that little uh, talk with Blake Swearingen. He's a, he's, a he's a great young man and uh, very thoughtful. And uh, he's, you, you can tell he takes an immense amount of pride in playing for, uh, for his school um, and has a long history with that school. So it's good to, good to talk to Blake. He's, he's an excellent representative for not only the University of Oklahoma, but also the ACHA. Thanks to you for listening to this podcast, uh, for your support of the WCHL, the ACHA, for this little podcast. And uh, we can't thank you enough. All 11 listeners, 12, now that we know that Alex Lakowski also listens. Um, and so, uh, hey, we're, we're going to take a short little break here for the Christmas holiday, but we'll come back next week with some more uh, interviews with players and coaches. And in the meantime, we want everyone to stay safe, stay warm, have a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday. Enjoy all the time around with your family and with your friends. We hope to see you at the rink soon. <laughs>